0: God is good. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, go ahead and look into your Bibles into Second so Timothy. I, uh, this keeps coming up, keeps coming. Up. I've been preaching on this subject uh, pretty much ever since the first of the year, and the Lord just keeps bringing it up, bringing it up, bringing it up. The Holy Spirit, so. I want to uh, go ahead and deal with it some more because people—they listen to the news, you know. I know this doesn't dawn on you, but you ever thought about turning that off? Amen. Just, just don't look. You know how many of you have ever been aggravated with the weatherman? (laughs) Hmm. The weatherman said it's going to rain, but it didn't rain. The weatherman says it's not going to rain, but it rained. And you, every day, you planned your day, you said, well, you know, the weatherman said this. Well, it's the same way with the news. Just because they say it doesn't mean that it's true. And I'm sure that you realize that all of the news media are censored in a way that uh, they form the stories they tell to get out of it what they desire. They want you to believe. See, the news media wants you to believe what they say is true. And I'm here to tell you that nothing they say is true because they spin it in such a way that Fox News would go this way and NBC would go that way and CBS would go that way. And it's all... Just a bunch of political jargon right. that doesn't affect you in one way or the other. I've, I've listened to them when they'd say, well, the president, uh, they'd tell you what the president was going to say before he got, before he talked. And then when he got through, they'd tell you what he said. And, uh, but, but none of that ever matched up with what he said. Amen. I mean, us common people, we sat there and we listened to someone give a speech. And they say one thing, but the news media says they said something else. So I'm wondering how in the world can, can they do that and get away with it, and people will just listen to the ones they like the best. And, and if they like Fox News the best, well, then they're going to they gonna believe what they said. If they like NBC best, they're going to believe what they say. If they like something else, they're going to believe what they say. People just do that. And instead of really, really finding out for yourself, if you want to know what's going on, read this. Amen. Amen. It never changes. And we got enough people spinning this. Amen. we got, we got every church on every corner giving you their uh, yeah, version of what this says. And, and, but what you have to do is read it yourself. And then if what you're hearing don't match up with what you're reading, you might ought to go somewhere else. Right. Amen. You might not ought to be listening to the one you're listening to if what they're saying don't match up with this. Because yeah. we need in this day and time to have this as our sole authority on truth. Right. Amen. Our sole authority on truth. And you need, in this last days that we're living in, you really need for the Holy Spirit to gift you with the spirit of discernment, the gift of discernment, so that you can discern right from wrong. And you can discern when something is going on around you that you'll be able to discern it and know the truth about that situation. And so, you know, if there's any gift that I know you want to work miracles, I know you want to cast out devils, I know you want to uh, do all these things, heal people and all that. I know that one, and and that's good. I'm glad you do. But you need discernment. You need to to be able to discern. When you walk into the bank and you start talking to the banker, you need to be able to discern whether or not he's telling you the truth. When you go to buy that new car, and that car salesman is putting honey on your deal, you need to discern the truth out of that because... Cause once you sign that dotted line it doesn't matter to them what you discern you got to pay it and you don't need any surprises so you need to know if somebody's trying to pull the wool over your eyes you need to know if somebody's trying to uh, do something uh, wrong to you so we need to be able to pray for that and ask God to help us see man most of all to do that you're going to need a prayer life. you're going to have to be able to pray you're going to have to know that God will answer your prayers. And you're going to have to spend time on your knees, on your face, before God. And, and and you know, this thing, when I get time to pray, I'll pray. Well, then you won't ever pray. Because the devil will just, just clutter up your day, and you won't have time to pray. You're just going to have to deliberately pray. Daniel deliberately prayed. The Bible says he prayed three times a day, and they told him to quit praying to God. And he said, I'm not. I will open the, I'll even open the windows of where I'm at so you can see me in there on my knees praying to my God. He was deliberately praying to God. Well, that's what we need to do, regardless of what we hear. You know, when, when they took prayer out of school, they didn't only take it out of school, Man, we let it go out of the house. We quit praying at the house too. I mean, people let their children go to school without praying for them. Can you imagine? Okay, you can. Can you imagine that people would let their children go to school without praying for them? Let me tell you something. They—I'm not sure. It was uh, might have been Mobile County. Just voted down the 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 head of the. Education Department I was trying to uh, uh, arm all the security officials with tasers. Yeah. Yeah. Was it Mobile? Okay. <coughs> well, they voted down said, no, you can't do it. And they was trying to do that. They said, well, this is not for the people who go to school. This is for the people who come uh, uh, and, and trespass. Then they were going to taser them. Can you imagine that? That you, you can't pray in school, but we can tase you. Can you can you imagine what they will do, they would do with those things if they had, had the authority to use them? Man. You can't pray, but I'll tase you. I just tell him, he tased me. My daddy'd be waiting for him after school. <laughs> He's gonna need a taser. He's gonna need something else. Mercy room. Take that thing away and tase him with it. All right. Since y'all must have needed all that. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. I know you can quote this. It said, Therefore I remind you to stir up, stir up the gift of God which is in you. Amen. Wow. Praise God. And I want to say that to you this morning. Stir up the gift of God that's in you. There's a gift inside of you. Stir it up. How do I do that? By praying in the Spirit of God and using it. Use it. He said, it come to you by the laying on of my hands. Paul said, I laid hands on you. See, Timothy, and I've told you this a lot of times, but I'll just mention it. Timothy was in... Uh, a, a fearful situation what happened was was uh, now 1st Timothy when he wrote to uh, Timothy and 1st Timothy everything was going good Timothy was pastoring the church everything was going great and uh, Paul was exhorting him telling me how to how to work his deacons how to work his elders and how to appoint different people in the church and how to do things and how to keep sound doctrine and all these things but now Nero had, had planned on killing a lot of the Christians there and the, the, Timothy's church was emptying out. People were running. They were leaving the church. His deacons wouldn't deak, and, and his elders wouldn't help and his, and his trustees weren't trustworthy anymore. So they were all leaving and Timothy was, was uh, getting down in the dumps and depressed and come thinking about leaving his south. Everything's going backwards, Paul. It's not going right for me. It's it's going wrong here. I don't know what to do. And Paul said, stir up that gift that's in you. Don't back down. Don't leave. Don't give up. Stir up that gift that is in you. Man, I'm telling you what, you don't know how many times during my pastoring years that I've had to do that. Amen. There are times when you don't get any." Uh, uh, confidence from anybody. There are times when people don't encourage you. (coughs) Matter of fact, there's times when people discourage you. Amen. And so what do you do? There's times when my wife can't encourage me. So where do I go? I have to go to to me and God, that, that I have to encourage myself with the Word of God. That's what God told David to do. In the, in the book of Kings there, he said David come home and, and brought his, all of his uh, warriors home. They'd been out fighting the good fight of faith. They'd been fighting a battle, destroying all the, uh, the other altars and all the people who worshiped the other gods. And they come home, and, and when they got into their camp, they found nobody was there. While they were gone, the enemy had, uh, had come in, and they had taken their wives, taken their children, taken their possessions and all those things and then they left with it and they come home nobody was there and all the men began to look at David said David what is going on here and it said that they wept and they cried until they could weep no more they fell on their face their wives were gone their children were gone their possession was gone and what is going on we were working for God and we lost everything everything's gone. This is not supposed to happen. I'm serving God. I made my confession this morning. This is not supposed to happen. Now everything's gone. And they they fell on their face, and the Bible says they wept till they could weep no more. Have you ever cried till there was no more tears? Man, I know. I know there's times when, when sorrow hits and you just weep till you can't weep no more. And then on top of that, everybody turned against David. And they began to say, you know, we've been serving and serving you. And, and they, were gonna, they were mad at him. And David went and got by himself. And he said, what can I do? And the Bible says that David encouraged himself with the word of God. He took the Word of God and encouraged himself. He took and put on the priestess ephod there. That's the kind of like the breastplate of righteousness. And he, and he was uh, uh, a was, was substitute for the Word of God. And he put that on, began to seek God. And he said, God, what shall I do? Shall I pursue after them? And God spoke to him and said, Pursue. Amen. Shall we pursue the kingdom of God? Shall we pursue the blessings of God? Shall we pursue the things of God in our lives today? Yes, everything about God says pursue. Everything about the Holy Ghost says pursue. Everything about Jesus Christ says pursue the things of God. What about my healing? Pursue it. What about my prosperity? Pursue it. What about the things of God that I... Pursue! And it will come. David took them and they went and they got down to the, to the water there, to the creek and, and they began to... Some of them was there and, and, and they fell weak. And David said, You can't go. You stay here. There, 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 there's no advancement for you. So he left the weak ones back that could not go. But be rest assured, I'll bring yours back. (laughs) Hallelujah. See, sometimes we have to to help those that can't help themselves. And David went on, took his people, and went on and fought the fight and got his family back, got his wife back, got his children back, got his possessions back. And all those things come about because David encouraged himself with the word of God and said, God said, pursue." Amen. And you got to remember that God said, Pursue. Paul says, Stir up that gift that is within you through the laying on of my hands. He said, Then he said, For God has not given to you a spirit of fear. Right. God didn't make you a coward, right. He didn't make you a, a, a runner. He made you brave, right. He made you powerful. He said, God's given you power. He's given you love, and he's given you, and I know that you don't believe in, a sound mind. Yeah. Say Some people like they act like they got an unsound mind. Yeah. Amen. I'll tell you why. See, fear of any kind gives Satan access into your life right. and people do not hesitate to express their fear in something yeah. ever i mean you could talk to people and they have fear of the economy they'll tell you that i'm, I'm afraid uh, uh some this something bad financially is going to happen and the economy's bad and one guy, Diane and I, was in a, in a in a place, and there was a guy that I've been known for a long time. Come by and saw him, and he says, "Has the economy hurt y'all yet?" I said, "No. Is it supposed to?" I'm not trying to be funny, but I mean, is it supposed to hurt me? Why? He said, "He said, well, it's really bad." I said, "But listen, I'm not in this economy. I'm in the economy of God." I'm in the kingdom of God. I'm operating under the kingdom of God. And listen, folks, I'm as serious as a heart attack about that. I am not playing games with you. I'm not joking with you. I believe with all of my heart that if we stay faithful to the kingdom of God and do things the way God said do it, that we're going to be taken care of. God said he's never seen uh, uh, the seed of the righteous forsaken. Amen. We've never been forsaken. We never will be forsaken. My God, if He can feed a prophet out of a widow's little piece of meal and oil, He can surely feed us. Amen. <coughs> he said He's given us power. He's given us love. and gives us sound mind. People don't hesitate to express their fear and sickness. Amen. You can wake up and sneeze. Oh, I'm afraid I'm gonna get a cold. Huh? Yeah, just expressing their fear in the ability of that cold to come into their life, expressing the ability of some kind of sickness to overcome them, greater than than they 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 won't pray about it. They they just they they just accept it. People express their fear in the weather. Oh, I hope. Boy, it's going to be a bad year for hurricanes. Yeah. Man, i am tell you, I fear every night that one's coming this way. Well, if it do come, it's not going to hurt us. Amen? Amen. Amen. I mean, we got, we got tithers' rights. We're protected by the Word of God. The window of heaven is open over us, and, the, and God is protecting our lives. But very reluctantly... People express their faith in God's Word, very reluctantly. They, 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 they're not sure that they're saved. Why? Because they don't, they don't really express that to anybody. I'm saved. I'm born again in the kingdom of God. I'm, I'm this. And people, if they do say they're Christian, they're not going to add anything to it, like I'm blessed. Hmm? They're not going to ask, you know. Say I'm healed. They're not going to say. They're not going to add anything to that because they don't want you to think they're crazy. That's right. Well, I think you're crazy if you don't do it. Amen. Amen. All right. They're healing. They don't. They. They don't express any faith in healing. They don't want to tell nobody they believe in God for healing. People are so surprised when somebody gets healed. They are. they just so surprised. Oh, look at that. God healed them. Wow, how'd that happen? And there's they, they, they just look at it like, wow, we didn't know that that would happen. We didn't know that they would be healed. They act like they, they're they comfortable with never getting their prayer answered. They didn't really expect God to heal. They didn't expect God to give them uh what they were praying for. People are so afraid that they're going to have to give answer to somebody if God meets their needs. How did that happen? Well, uh, well, I took some of this natural herb stuff. <laughs> and, and, and when I took that, it really, really helped. And Oh, well, what was it? What was it? What did you take? I want to take some, you know, and will not say, God, heal me. I prayed and got the elders to, to, to anoint me with oil, and I prayed. You know, I was thinking the other day, what an awesome position to be in is to be an elder. Man, I'd like to be an elder. You get to pray for the sick. Amen. You are the one they're going to call to pray for them. Glory to God. What an honor that somebody, that God would say, live your life so that people will call you. And when you pray for them, listen, it goes a little bit Forgive them of their sins. Amen. You get to forgive them of their sin, pray the prayer of healing. My God, if I was an elder, I'd be swinging from these, from these rafters. I'd get me a vine, I'd swing through here, and I'd beat my chest and I'd say, Hallelujah. Is anybody sick among you? Amen. Amen. Call me. Amen. What an awesome place to be, positioned to feel. For the kingdom of God and then may I add what a responsibility because God's gonna judge you by the way you feel that position amen. now how many wants to be a judge okay yeah we fail to express we don't we're reluctant about expressing our faith in prosperity nobody said amen Come on, y'all, I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> they don't want nobody to know they got some money. That God blessed them. they trying to keep it a secret. Why? Because somebody that ain't got no faith is going to want it.
1: Amen. <laughs> They're going
0: to come by and ask for it. And the worst thing you can do is give them money because they'll come back for some more. The best thing you can do is give them what you did. Tell them, this is what I did. Number one, I'm a tither. Whoops. Number one, I'm a tither. Number two, I'm a seed person. I seed. Number three, I believe. Now you can do the same thing. That's right. You can do the same thing. So we're very reluctant in telling anybody about our blessing. You know, I, most people I run into don't believe it. Most people that I have the opportunity to tell something to, they're in doubt and unbelief. They don't believe any of that stuff. Most of them Baptists. I, I didn't say that. Didn't. I didn't go there, okay. I'm not even through my introduction yet, y'all, and I've already messed with the Baptists this morning. Or the assembly God, or charismatic, or overcoming faith people. (laughs) So what do we do when we fear? We immediately, immediately, somebody say it, immediately. immediately. We immediately consider God's love for us. And we consider what His Word has to say about that situation. We consider God's love for us. When fear comes, we consider God's love for us and we, we, we immediately consider what His Word has to say about that situation. So what does the Word of God has to say about my salvation? What does the Word of God has to say about my healing? What does the Word of God have to say about my prosperity? What does God's Word say about this situation that I'm in? Amen. And see, when you're counseling and when you're dealing with people, that's the way you always go. You always go in that direction. What is it that, that God's Word says about that situation that you're in? That's right. And you stand on that Word don't you back down from it don't you be ashamed well I'm gonna hurt somebody's feelings. well guess what they must need hurting amen because I cannot lie to you. you don't know how many times I've counseled people and they'd come into my office and they'd sit there and they would roll out their situation this is this is why I robbed the bank you know I didn't have no money I didn't have this and And, you know, after all the the teller, I knew the teller, and she'd give me the money pretty easy and and that kind of stuff, you know. Thou shalt not steal. But my mama was sick, and I had to pay for her operation. Thou shalt not steal. But you don't understand, one of my children was really sick, and, and I had to have money to go to a doctor, so I stole some money. Thou shalt not steal. It should be <laughs> this is so good against the law for a person to get married and don't have a job. Amen. If you don't have a job, you can't get a license to get married. It should be. Amen. And you're to have to have a house, Car, insurance, utilities, and all those things to move into. You hear me? But, but we in love. (laughs) You're going to be mad at one another if you ain't got no money to go to the store. <laughs> get something to eat, and mom and daddy won't let you have nothing. All right, let me carry on some. I could say a whole lot there, but three or four of you will get mad at me. <laughs> if you're not already, <laughs> we immediately consider God's love for us and what His Word. Did you tell Him I didn't have a job? That's just what's going on right now. They're thinking that somebody told me you didn't have a job. See, when we know that God loves us, we believe His promises. Amen. See, perfect love casts out all fear. Perfect love. See, worry is fear. When you are worrying, you're allowing fear to overcome your life. You're allowing fear to, to dictate to you what you're going to do, where you're going to go, what you're going to say, what you're going to have, how you're going to operate in life. Worry is fear. And a lot of people, a lot of people, they they, they protect their worry. they They protect it. They don't want you messing with it. They don't want you, when you say, I'm worried about my children. Why? Why are you worrying about your children? You can do what I did. God spoke to me about my children. And my wife delivered the message. Well, I can't. They won't come around me, some of them. They come around her. They don't come around me too often. And the message was this. I'll tell it to you. And God is saying it to you. Go tell yours this. Pleasure's of sin are over with. The Bible says there's pleasure in sin for a season. Your season is over. From now on, that sin is gonna cause you a lot of pain. A lot of heartache, a lot of hardship. If I was you, I'd get out and enjoy that at all, but it had to be said. You have to completely eliminate fear from your life, completely. See, God's not the author of fear, it's a spirit that comes from Satan, and God has given us a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. Say, our thinking remain, remains sound when it lines up with God's word. We have a sound mind when it lines up with God's word. Now, I'm going to throw this at you. I've, I've got to hurry up and quit, but I'm going to throw this at you. And this is another sermon altogether, but I'm going to let you nibble on it. Your thoughts. Your thoughts. Thoughts are not yours. They come from a spiritual entity. Right. Paul said in in Romans seven, and it, this has concerned me a lot, and I've I've read it and I've read it and I've read it, and, and this is where I'm at. Paul said, "It wasn't me that sinned. It was that sin that was within me." Right. Boy, did that just... What are you going to do with that? Yeah. What are you going... What are you going to do? When Paul said, "I didn't sin. It was the sin that was within me that sinned." You thinking about it, ain't you? <laughs> you are see yeah, yeah yeah not right now that's why listen to what I got to say <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm of the belief that the thoughts that you have come from somewhere else they did not originate in you Just like what you think about right now. I'm crazy. That didn't originate in you. The devil's telling you that. Amen. <laughs> it came from out here. It got in your head, and you begin to think about it. That's why you can think some of the awfulest thoughts about somebody that, that you don't even know. The enemy put that in your head. Think about it. See, all y'all going. <laughs> I know it. I know it. I know. I know. You thought that that was yours. Mm-hmm. But see, you're thinking about things that you'd never say. Well, if it was your thought, you could say it because it wouldn't be that kind of a thought.
1: Right.
0: Now, I'm going to get a little deeper in this one day before Jesus comes, I guess. But your thoughts come from an entity, mm-hmm. spiritual entity. Yeah. His name is Satan. And they come in. Now, now there's, there's a thought process of the Holy Spirit, too. But most people don't have none of that. Yeah. They don't allow the Spirit of God to talk to them unless they really want something. That's right. Oh, you know, I gotta have some money, gotta have healing, gotta have a job, gotta have this, gotta. Well, then they start trying to let God talk to them. But other than that, they don't. They don't originate much thoughts out of from the Holy Spirit. It comes from the devil, and that devil just tells shooting shoot him, kill him, shoot him. That thought running in there, and you start trying to figure out how to do it. He's helping you get a gun and blow his house up. Put a bomb on his pump. Pump comes on, blow him up. <laughs> Some of y'all don't have a pump. All right. Yeah. But, but, but see, those thoughts come. They're not your thoughts. That's why, that's why you think your wrong is right. That's why you think your sin is okay, because the sin maker is telling you, nothing wrong with that, nothing wrong with that, my goodness, everybody needs a little drink every now and then. (laughs) I better get on something else, I ain't see it coming right now, huh, huh. People will say, well, I just don't believe that. It doesn't matter. What does the Word of God say? Right. What does the Bible say? That's where you go to get yeah, I got to go. Fear, if not dealt with, can rearrange and change things in our lives, just like faith can. See, in addition, fear in one area of life can spread to another area of life. And re- it can refuse to tolerate any form of fear. And that's what you do. You refuse to tolerate any form of fear, no matter what it is. I'm a, I'm afraid of the dark. Don't tolerate it. Don't tolerate being in fear of the dark on purpose. Go get in the dark. Amen. Other forms of fear include phobias that people have, worry. Doubt, insecurity. See, Satan will always try to inflict fear upon you. Always. How many, don't raise your hand, but how many of you are afraid of spiders? A little old teeny tiny spider. How many of you are afraid of a frog? On and on and on, phobias. See, those things, you have dominion over all those things. Why are you afraid of them? You can step on them and take care of business. There. I mean, you. you why? Be afraid of anything. Amen. But it's phobias, you know. All right. Satan will always try to put that on you. When fear knocks at the door of your heart, well, just let faith answer it. Where there is no love, fear can freely operate. You hear me? Where there is no love, fear can can freely operate. Now listen to me. I know a lot of people that are sick today because of that scripture right there. Where there is no love, fear freely operates in your life. And the way to overcome most sickness is by the love of God. See, God poured supernatural agape love in our hearts when we became born again. You can look in Romans 5 and 5. But true power is found in the love of God, 1 John 4, 7 through 21. See, God is love, and God God and love can be used interchangeably. You can say God, or you can say love, because God is love. And the Bible is the word of love. And when we stir up the gift of God, we stir up the gift of love that's within us. Amen. We stir up the gift of love that is within us. When we stir up that gift, that's within us. Why? Because you didn't have no love before you got saved. You didn't have that kind of love in your life. But God gave it to you. The love of God came in. Would you bow your heads? Father God, we love and praise and worship you and magnify your name. We thank you for the anointing. We thank you for the goodness of God. We thank you for the blessing of God. Thank you, Lord operating within our lives and I praise you and worship you today Jesus name would you stand to your feet those of you is going to help serve communion would you please come thank you Jesus the ushers are going to lead you we're going to come from this way around get the elements and take the elements back to your seat and then we'll partake of them together if you're unable to come we'll be glad to bring them to you And if you would not, if you don't want to come, just stay in your seat. Praise God, Father. We love you, and we thank you, Jesus, for your love and your mercy, your grace. Thank you for your word. We thank you for all that you're doing. All has been said and done in Jesus' name. Amen. Ushers, if you'll direct the people. If you're unable to come, just tell the usher, and they'll they'll bring. We'll bring things to you.
1: The blood of Jesus white snow. Oh, it does. Oh the blood of Jesus. Yes, the blood. Oh the blood. Yes, Jesus. The snow
0: Jesus Christ, Virginia, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. God is so good. <coughs> oh, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. Thank you, Jesus. It says, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take eat. this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. You may partake of the body. In the same manner he also took the cup after supper saying this cup is a new covenant in my blood this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me you may partake of the cup serve you in the name of the lord thank you jesus thank you lord thank you jesus serve you in the name of
1: God is good. Amen. What a good day, huh?
0: Amen. Why don't you give somebody a big old hug and tell them you love them before you leave. Amen. Remember, no no fear. Amen.